Hi, Sound Africans. As you know, Sound Africa is working with Open Secrets on a new series called They Killed Dalsy. It's a series about the life and assassination of activist Dalsy September. We're excited and looking forward to launching in the last week of March. In the meantime, we've been listening to some great African podcasts which we'd like to share with you. Over the next few weeks, we're going to play an episode from each of our friends and as usual, if you like it, share it with the people you like. The following episode is made by Our Africa, who tell real stories about real people with real honesty. In this episode, we meet Elijah, a young man from a township in South Africa, whose journey of self-discovery leads him down a dangerous, exotic and intriguing path. His journey surprised many around him, but most of all, it surprised him. Enjoy. in a personal journey of purging myself of my many secrets, I met countless of ordinary South Africans who lived extraordinary lives. We do not judge, we do not condone, all we do is listen. Real people, real stories, absolute honesty. I'm your host, Tobim Kwanazi, and this is Confessions. Secrets keep us sick. I was put under a spot. Oh my God, how do I then explain this? All my life, I've been labeled. Mm. Because of the drama, I could sit and lie and fabricate. Sometimes we act like our parents are stupid, they see it. So I have a confession to make, and it's serious. I am obsessed with drag. Anything and everything to do with drag matches every inch of my alter ego. The outfits, the hair, makeup art that I could only dream of having. But much about what I know about drag culture I found in Western media. Like, do we find African boys who actually do this? Mm, now, that would be interesting. But as much as I live in South Africa, and yes, it's a free country, and we have one of the best constitutions in the world, reality is we're still pretty much conservative in many ways. So you can imagine how surprised I was when Elijah agreed to speak to me. Yes, he had secrets. Heck, don't we all? But for a change, I wanted to hear secrets of a different variety than the ones that I myself have harbored in the past. When he walked into studio, I didn't recognize him. I sat there foolishly sipping on my coffee whilst I waited my guests to arrive. Needless to say, this tall glamazon with a boob tube and the tightest matching leggings I have seen on any woman this year, was indeed Elijah. Elijah, I whispered. And he replied. Okay, so I'm looking at you right now and I'm thinking, 
I feel like I'm a fan. I don't know much about you or what you're doing, but I'm just getting this feeling like, oh my God, I'm a fan. Before we talk about where you're at and what's happening for you now, I want to know about labels. I want to know about you. Who are you? Where do you come from? Okay, let's talk about not labels. Let's talk about the creator of labels, who is Elijah Paladi Motswani. That's my name. Elijah Paladi Motswani, Kimotswana Wakotembisa, born and bred Kotembisa. Tembisa is a township situated in the north of Kempton Park on the East Rand in Gauteng. This is about 33 kilometers away from the city of Johannesburg. Um, 1988 was born. I always make a joke to people that I say when I was, when my mom gave birth, it wasn't a, it was a, are you ready to be entertained? And the doctor went wild. So <laughs> my mom was like, a star is born, a star is born. So Elijah Paladi Mutswani is a, a simple boy from Kotembisa with dreams, goals, does not know what he, re- well, did not know what he wanted. But, you know, 28 years old now, 29 rather, I always say 28, I just don't like 29-ish. But 29 years old. Um, yeah, simple. First born, there's two of us. My younger brother's 19. And I'm just simple with dreams and yeah, nothing major, nothing big. Just a township boy with obviously my township years. Let's talk about that drama. Um, was not exciting. I always, I always try and make jokes whenever I'm asked about my childhood because those for me were hard times. I can sit right now and say, oh my God, life is difficult now, no, no. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, oh my God, I'm from Timbisa, we had nothing. We, we had, we had everything. I mean, obviously, if you've never seen a thousand rand, you don't know what a thousand rand is. But what I had was what I knew and I loved it. But the only time I would always feel like I was alone and questioning myself and I had no one to ask. <sighs> was every single time I would be asked to go to a shop or it was playtime because I'd look at all the other guys that call me names, never understood why. I remember my breakthrough till today. No one has ever known about this story. I remember sitting at home and I looked at a beer bottle after my dad was drinking. And I'm sorry. And I remember just wanting to take that bottle breaking it and just cut my face not because I wanted to die I just wanted a scar so I could look like all the other boys I was sick and tired of people saying oh my god you're so cute you look like a girl oh this I just wanted a scar to show I was a boy so tell me when you were growing up in Tembisa you were six seven eight nine ten or perhaps when you were a teenager were you that boy that played soccer with the boys or were you that boy that just sat in the house and hung around with the girls? Not even. I could sit and lie and fabricate. I literally was, I even sometimes when I get the compliments from my grand, may God bless her soul, um, she'd always say, 
Martin Ngafana no Elijah. I'm like, no, because I did not want to go out. I stayed indoors and I became the good child because outside was danger zone for me. You know, I could always not cry in front of people, but I kid you not, every single day when I was at home. I even wanted to go to art school because I thought going to art school is going to be fabulous. Everyone's like me, you know? But I, I did not play with other kids, not because I didn't want to. I wanted to. I wanted to be out there, but I couldn't because the way, the things they would say to me, the way I was treated, and I would always ask, it, would, it was never sideline Elijah it was always little things and I learned now that it takes just one word to break a person like it was just little things ah this is derogatory township slang for homosexuals I'm young I don't know what istabane is um another derogatory term to a point where I even started having to make my mom not believe what she's hearing because it was always not U Juliet. Lotale number 5033. It was U Juliet, you know? And I would just, even though she would act like she's okay with it, I could see, I could feel it. I could feel Kori. She's not okay. And every time she would hear things from outside, she wouldn't have to tell me. The question she would always ask me is, when am I meeting your girlfriend? And that's when I knew there was someone that said something. So for me not to even hear all those things, I would always just stay indoors. I'm wondering when his mom became okay with this. I think my mom became okay with it the first time she saw signs. I always say to my friends, sometimes we act like our parents are stupid. They see it. They just wait for us to tell them. Like, I, we sit with my friends sometimes and we talk about, how did you come out? How did you come out? They'll tell me, oh, I did a meeting. I had to cook. I told, I didn't even have that. I did not have that. I literally did not sit my mom or my dad down. I remember one day, because I used to literally, I would do drag shows. They would not know what shows I'm doing. I'd do drag shows, but I'd always hide my female clothes in the cupboard. And then every time they'd ask me, because of dancing, I'd always be like, oh, no, 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 because I'm the head dancer, these are just the female costumes, so this week is my turn to wash them. And then I just got to that point where I was like, why am I explaining? Why am I explaining? My brother walked in once, and I was obviously in heels, you know, preparing. And my brother just looked at me. Didn't ask me a thing and walked out. He was 16, if not 15. And I'd already obviously started with the drag pageants and whatnot, because that's how I got into drag. I started with pageants. And then I was like, oh, okay, so you can make money out of this. And then because I enjoyed performing, I was like, mm, oh, okay, let's do this. But um, I, just, I just remember one day, I was just washing now my dress. And I was washing and ironing my wigs and my dad just looked at me and said, hmm, hmm. And I was like, that was the day I came out. And ever since then, my mom just says to me, so who are you dating? Who's your boyfriend? That's when I knew, you know what, they accept. Let me not rub it in by, you know, sitting them down and they know. At no point did I ever think I want to date a girl. I thought of having a scar. I want to look like a boy. Oh, best believe, I want to look like a boy. I wanted facial hair. It wasn't coming, now it's coming, and now I've chosen this life. 
Now I must shave every day. But at no point did I ever look at a girl or say, maybe if I have a girlfriend, I will, you know, um, be known as, at no point, at no point. And maybe it's because even my female friends at the time, none of them was dating. They were, I think we were like the stupid bunch. So none of them was dating. I guess maybe if I had friends that were dating, because I found out even when I then started having gay friends, when I started um, going out and I'm seeing my gay friends being asked out by men and whatnot, it was fascinating. I couldn't wait to be asked out, you know what I mean? And, but when I was young, no. Never had a girlfriend, never looked at a girl like, hmm, maybe I could use you. No, never. Labels was born when Labels became a Simply Blue, and that was in 2010. That's when Labels was born. But at no point did I ever think, oh my God, like, you know? So to answer your question, maybe. That's something I should even ask myself. Thanks for that question. Um, I think Labels was born and not created. Because even when I started, I was not Labels. The name Labels only came about five years ago. And tell us about that name, Labels. I mean, where does it come from? What does it mean? Labels, um, when I, I started um, performing now, professionally now, you're getting paid as a drag artist. Mm -hmm. I was told by my white colleagues that as a drag queen, you need a name and a surname because they needed it for the program and for the finale when they introduced Oh, me. and a surname. Yes. It's not just a name. No, so But RuPaul's just RuPaul. Well, this is what I was taught. <laughs> so yeah. I sat down and I was like, I don't want anything that is of diva or whatnot. Then um, my friend said to me, I, but we're not already labels. And really? Like, wait, <laughs> wait. Meanwhile, my darling, I don't even own any Gucci item. Mara, we're not already labels. So I was like, oh, that's a label. Labels, and then it was labels. Who though? And then now I was now figuring out um, how to spell labels because I didn't want it to just be labels with an S. Yes. I needed it to be very diva, and Pizzazz. you know. Now I'm like labels, labels. Only when I was coming up with how I, I should spell it, and all I needed to do was just remove the S and the, put a Z. Yeah. Was, oh my God, how do I then explain this? I was put under a spot at Conville City. We had an interview before the show and they said, why labels? I had to think fast, I'm an artist. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, only because all my life I've been labeled. Is that what you said? You are this, you are that. Really? Honestly speaking. Yeah. And I was like, only because of that. And that's how the name came about. And then they were like, and Deed Lamore, and I was like, because I'm just simply a diva that delivers glam on stage. Labels, do you still use the, your name, Elijah? This is what All I want to know. All the time. So you are Elijah, and, and then if you are in, when you are in character? It's, I, it's no longer character. Yeah. Elijah and Labels are like twin sister, brother. Yeah. You just never will see them in the same place. You never time. see them. You won't. You won't. You won't. But I always say, Get to know Elijah if you want to fall in love with labels. Mm. That means Elijah's got a story. Labels, it's like labels is the rehab that Elijah went to. 
instead of me physically going or going to a psychologist or whatnot, I had to find something that would make me feel okay and heal me and push me and guide me and, and, and. Because I never had anyone to talk to, which was a problem, labels was always there for Elijah. I want to talk about the pageants. I mean, I don't know much about the world of drag, but you said before you get into it, you start off with pageants. And yes. It seems like it's a, a huge, a kind of like, you have to yes. go through a lot yes. to get there. You don't just wake up in the morning and you're fabulous. No, and you no, 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 no. Take us through that. How old were you when you started when pageants? When I started, I was in matric, actually. I was 18. <laughs> and how did you get in? I went to a gay club for the first time, and then that night they had a pageant on. So I was just on the dance floor. I'm always like, wherever I go, people know the party's here. So this was me, you know, dancing. And then the club owner comes. I'm thinking, oh my God, this colored boy's going to ask me out. But all he said was, we've got Miss Black Pride um, next week. Would you like to enter? Okay. So I've got my own definition of it. I always say, we only say drag because um, that's a term we found fairly people using it but if I am correct the name drag queen was actually given to the males back in the day while they were doing theater because no females were allowed to act in theater so the males would have to play the female roles so they'd then call them the queens but because of the costumes they would always wear when playing those um roles they and the way they would drag the dresses you know so it was ah the drag queens you know mm. and then so that was a term that was used for that but then obviously then renati k because we like things the fact that there's queen and <laughs> it's just it just sounds fabulous it's drag queen but my definition is i find that in this day and age 2017 boys that dress as girls and say I'm a drag queen, are people that have not done research, etc., etc. Those are actually trans. Those are people that want to live like women. I don't even call myself a drag queen. I only do that when I'm in a space like this with people that don't understand. I actually consider myself a drag artiste, mm. not a drag queen, because I don't want to have a sex change. I don't want to have boobs or a vagina. I love men, I like being a boy, and I enjoy the process and the creating part of this. So I'm a drag artist because I make money by dressing up. But just to take it further, the reason now I dress up maybe more, more than what I would do before is because it works for me. It's my image. It's labels. It's labels deed Lamour, the house of Lamour. It's my empire. So let's push this. And besides, when I'm like this, I get anything and everything I want. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can download some more episodes. These are real people, real stories, and absolute honesty. Secrets keep us sick. This show was recorded at Cliff Central Studios, produced by Tobim Kwanazi. Edited by Lunisa Zonke at 1410th Street Productions. Mixed by Ayanda Butelezi at Aquanode Productions. And special thanks to our guests. Remember to check in for new episodes every week on OurAfrica.Africa. You have been listening to a podcast by Our Africa. This episode was produced by Tobim Kwanazi 
edited by Lungisa Zonke, and mixed by Ayanda Butelezi. Our Africa content is executive produced by Pumi Mashiho. To help Our Africa, Sound Africa, or any other of your favorite African podcasts, give a review on iTunes. It helps people find us. And of course, if you liked what you heard, share it with the people you like. If you know of a great African podcast we should share with our listeners, get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website. My name is Neo Rakajani. Thanks for listening.